Ahoy, mateys! Welcome to the AnimeBuoy.org Anime Fan Podcast, your at least monthly port of call for anime recommendations, sometimes news bits, and always discussion that maybe aren't on your radar, but most definitely should be. I'm your host, Captain Spike, and with me, as always, is First Mate Slidekick. Yar! Today is March 30th, 2019, and this is episode 27, Dragon Ball Super and Dragon Ball Super Brawly. Welcome, our lovely and beautiful listeners, to the Anime Buoy Recommendation and Discussion Podcast, where we like to talk about our favorite anime and hope to open your eyes to some classics you may have missed and shine a light on some modern works that maybe aren't getting as much love as maybe should be. Anime Buoy Recommendation... Oh, we we don't do that on this show? Not not as <laughs> but uh you know we also just talk about stuff we love and in this case you know, obviously dragon Ball is about as soon as it comes but we want to talk about it and so here we are well i mean you think about dragon ball i mean i know you're gonna get there but uh dragon ball z is something that a lot of people have a lot of nostalgia for but kind Absolutely. of like in an embarrassing way like oh i used to like that one when i was a kid but it's not that good so i mean i feel like we're going to talk about that in a minute so Actually, let's talk about it right now, because, uh, you know, obviously Dragon Ball Super is a continuation of the original Dragon Ball series, and so I think probably a big part of the conversation about Dragon Ball Super really does have to start at the beginning of Dragon Ball Z. So for the basic setup for maybe people who don't know it, uh, Slykick, could you maybe just sort of... What is Dragon Ball Z? Well, I guess you have to really start with Dragon Ball, where there was a monkey boy named Son Goku who um, can turn into an ape, but then that didn't happen very long because they ripped his tail off. And then, uh, so basically, the idea of Dragon Ball is an adaptation of Journey to the West, the uh, Chinese folktale, very loosely so. And then, really, it evolved into what most people are, you know, probably familiar with in our age group. Although, I mean, I, you know, you were around for like Dragon Ball, the original, when it was airing over here. But um, anyway, uh, so Dragon Ball Z is like lots of fighting and space aliens, and it's just um, kind of unintentionally doofy at times. Which I think is an important, which I think is an important thing to consider when we talk about Super, though. So, uh, Dragon Ball Z, you know, was very, a very, very, very popular show. Well, and yeah, you know, it's kind of like the iconic shonen manga, I think, to to people these days. You know, it's kind of like one of the. In fact, it is, I think, probably the flagship shonen jump. Uh, property obviously you know shonen is like literally (laughs) means like boy you know so we're talking about manga aimed at like boys um and you know obviously colloquially when we talk about shonen we're very specifically talking about you know very like high action focused um humorous plots focused on like camaraderie mean like Bro, your your you know your your rivals and and all that yeah and i mean i think the important thing to distinguish from original dragon ball is that dragon ball z really took what you know started in dragon ball which you know dragon ball ended up having like you know the fighting tournaments which you know definitely play a part in z and in super of course but uh really kind of amped it up and was you know looking at these characters like 
kind of involved in like, you know, various intergalactic um, threats and stuff rather than just like, oh, we're going to collect the Dragon Balls and, oh, you know, there's like little silly things happening. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm My experience with Dragon Ball is, you know, somewhat limited. I have never watched the full thing, but, um, you know, I mean, you even think of like Balma, Krillin, you know, they, uh, Master Roshi, uh, Piccolo, like a lot of the characters that we identify as, you know, iconic in Dragon Ball Z, and then, you know, of course, continue on in Super. Uh, even things like, you know, the Red Ribbon Army got their start there. So, I mean, you know, we, I mean, we're, we're really uh, more talking about Super today, so I don't want to get too involved. Well, and so that actually, I think, is probably as good as we're going to get uh, to sort of bringing us to Dragon Ball Super. If you don't know what Dragon Ball Z is, you've been living under a rock. No, I don't actually. Well, right. It's actually almost like difficult for me to describe Dragon Ball Z because it's been such a constant like mainstay in my life yeah, and over I mean, the last I think like, for, 25 years. For a lot of people in our general um, millennial age bracket, it was for I'm sure for a lot of people their first big introduction to anime. I know I mean obviously as we've talked about on this podcast, uh, your experience was very different. But I mean for me, Dragon Ball Z was definitely one of the first ones that, along with Sailor Moon, you know that I was really aware of. So oh yeah, for sure, and you know because it's definitely the a- first shown in show. Yeah, and, you know, as well as that, because it's such a big show, I think that's also true in Japan that, you know, a lot of fandom uh, gets its start in Dragon Ball. And as a result, you know, it, it's such a foundational show that it's it's really difficult for me. It's difficult for me in the same way that, like, Yu Yu show is difficult for me to talk about because it's such a foundational series. <laughs> Just, like, where do you start? Right, right. So and Dragon I mean, Ball Super, though, is a lot was, easier well, the for me of, to talk about. Okay. Uh, the one thing I did want to say about Dragon Ball Z really okay. quickly, though, is that, you know, I said unintentionally doofy, but I think a lot of that comes from the dub, which, you know, that was my experience with it. I mean, the, like, the Dragon Ball series, and, like you, you know, you talked about the shonen genre, of manga and anime in general, you know, that humor is an important part of that. I think a lot of if people we feel ever like do an anime or a Game Boy style, like deep dive on a series, just looking into how Dragon Ball Z was brought to America would be a very interesting long form discussion. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, at its core, Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, you know, definitely are humorous. So, I mean, and that's, that's a really important part for me when we talk about super because well, and so the thing is actually i would say that um and i think a lot of people agree actually that the humor and the the more comedic elements the gag elements as you know you would typically talk about them when talking about manga um elements from the original dragon ball series that i think really got phased out a little bit in dragon ball z as it became more yeah that's focused true. on I mean... that sort of hyper edgelord kind of like super like battles you know kind of dude bro i mean well yeah it did kind of take itself seriously at times and so for me i think the thing that that begins the conversation of dragon ball super for me um is that even starting at the beginning uh things 
begin on a much more grounded foot than Dragon Ball Z started. I mean, uh, and totally, I would honestly... It's a lot more lighthearted and comedic, I think, mm-hmm. and a lot more willing to be intentionally goofy and do things that are outright silly and in the style of a gag manga again. Uh, whereas I think Dragon Ball Z, as it went on, almost completely phased out the gag manga moments in the manga. And we, we don't mention GT in this house, but, uh, you know, I would... <laughs> I would actually say that, you know, we really got the first taste of that in the special that was called Dragon Ball Yo! Some Goku and His Friends Return, or uh, Dragon Ball Osu! Kate Kita Son Goku to Nakamatachi, which was yeah, where part of the... Um, Vegeta's brother, uh, Tarbol, right? Tarbol, and yeah, uh, Abba, Abba and Kado, yeah. Was that a, a Jump Fez well, yeah, it was like uh, from the Jump Super Anime Tour, which I guess would be like a Jump Fest as we think of it now, um, sort of thing. So it was this was uh, in 2008. It was a um, animated special, and at the time, I mean, I remember because you know uh, we obviously this was before the days of our podcasting, but I remember you finding a fan sub because I don't think to this day it has been officially dubbed or anything. Um, I don't think so, which is wild because it, that feature actually still gets referenced. So it certainly is considered canon. Mm-hmm. And so I just remember at the time thinking like, oh my God, there's new Dragon Ball in 2008 and um, it's really silly. You know, like at the time I was just like, wow, I never thought after the um, poor reception to GT that we'd ever see anything Dragon Ball again. And so this was, at this point, uh, you know, a little okay, over 10 but, years ago. But I do need to note that while internationally the reception to GT was somewhat rough, it wasn't like it was a complete flop in Japan or anything. It was moderate. That's true, but I mean, it also didn't have uh, Akira Toriyama-san involved in it, so... Well, I mean, he... he look, this isn't... We're, we could also do a whole discussion on GT. He did have no. <laughs> some involvement in the production. It, it's it's inappropriate to say that he wasn't involved, in it, but it wasn't his I mean, story. Was... He didn't, you know, plot right, it out right, to right. the degree that he did. You know, he didn't do a manga for them to adapt. Basically, like you know, it's it's not canon. Is how I feel. Yes. So, anyways, basically, you know, for for me, the important thing is at the time when this special aired. Uh, which is, you know, uh, over 10 years ago at this point, uh, I was just like, oh, wow, you know, it's new Dragon Ball. That's pretty cool. Maybe, you know, every few years we'll get a little special like this. And I I never expected that we would actually get super, you know, five years or Uh, down the line. I still remember the actual night that I got that. And watching it with you and the, the person I was dating at the time and literally like calling people and being like, Hey, there's a new Dragon Ball se- show. I have it come over when you can. And like, and I mean, point, uh, like, at that we, time, like, people would, would come through and watch to watch it. At that time, uh, we didn't even know it would be another five years before the battle of gods movie, which, you know, is also important for talking about super. Well, so it's it's important to the degree that the first episode arc of Super adapts um, the Battle of Gods movie. The second arc of uh, Dragon Ball Super adapts the Resurrection of Frieza story arc. So both right. of those are, are definitely notable in that context. But 
you know, I don't want to. But Super does it better. Into, well, well, exactly. Oh, no, no, no. I know. So. I'm just saying that you know, as a fan of Dragon Ball, like at the time when this special aired, we're just like, oh, you know, we had no idea that they were going to be making you know five years down the line from the special more movies. And then you know, when the movies hit, we're like, okay, cool, maybe we'll get some movies. I never in my wildest dreams would have thought in the year. 2015 that we would be getting a new Dragon Ball anime. And I feel like this was right around the time that Sailor Moon Crystal was starting up too. So it was just like, wow, you know, all of these, all your, all your faves that, you know, got you into anime back on Toonami or syndicated after school or at six in the morning, you know, are having, you know, revivals. And so it was a really crazy time for me, you know, when, when Dragon Ball Super, first started airing because I was like, I never in my childhood would have thought that we would have gotten new Dragon Ball. Yeah, well, absolutely. Because, you know, you look at the Japanese release dates and let me sort of put this into context. You know, we had uh, Dragon Ball, the original series began running in Japan in 86. And then, you know, Dragon Ball Z began running in Japan in 89. And then GT began running in 96. But then Dragon Ball Super wasn't until 2015, so that was like tw- almost 20 years. So you know, we did have the the OVA, uh, you know, about 10 years after GT, but for a long time there was just nothing. So uh, to really contextualize what we're talking about here, and to really start the conversation of. Dragon Ball Super and why to me it's kind of so interesting that it does sort of go back to the roots of Dra- of Dragon Ball totally sort of back to where it it sort of started you know in terms of what it's trying to do as a series in terms of uh, being funny and being entertaining and having you know character development and characters are relating to each other and maybe some of these fights are a little less focused on who has the higher power level because it's actually more important like how is Master Roshi gonna throw everything on the line and relate to his other characters? And uh, something I really love about Dragon Ball Super is that I really do feel like the focus is a lot less on that. My power level is blank and a lot more on let's tell cool character stories through these fights and also have funny, very funny comedic moments. Uh, so to me, as a as a sequel to Dragon Ball, Super is very effective, even if as a sequel to Dragon Ball Z, it's maybe not as good of a sequel, which is maybe why I think maybe some fans were initially really struggling with Super as a continuation of Z. I mean, and, yeah, I mean, the thing is that I think it takes a lot of the tropes of Dragon Ball and kind of plays with them. I mean, you know, without getting too much into spoilers, you have villains who end up being allies... And, you know, uh, there's a, multiple arcs that involve Goku literally meeting the god of all of the universes and all the multiverses and being like, hey, I'm going to be your friend. So, like, um, in some ways, people are like, oh, you know, like, it's kind of like, in some ways, some of the characters might seem like character caricatures of themselves. But, I again, I think that just lends itself more to, like, kind of the little bit more it's it's more so i think it's self-aware of what dragon ball is and that you know dragon ball z kind of was a little edgelord and kind of did take itself a little too seriously at times and oh, so yeah. i think i think that's i think that the way that these characters are characterized in super 
is really um, a kind of a response to that. And I think that's true for the Brawly movie too. Although I, I don't even really, I, I think I might've seen like the first Brawly like a long time ago, but I don't really remember much of it. Honestly. Right. And I have to say, you know, that original Brawly movie, which was the 11th, uh, Dragon Ball Z movie, or I, I should say the 11th Dragon Ball movie. I don't think it was the 11th Dragon Ball movie. It was like maybe 8th Dragon Um It released in uh, Japan in 93, and it was actually probably like the most popular of the like entire original run Dragon Ball Z movies. It introduced the character of Brawly, the legendary Super Saiyan, um, probably like one of the the iconic Dragon Ball characters, which is kind of funny that he's really just in these kind of uh, spinoff movies, none of which, frankly, are particularly very good. <laughs> um, I think the only reason uh, the original Brawly was so well-received is probably because of all of the Dragon Ball Z movies. Most of them are not very good. At least this one has some cool combat sequences, and Brawly's character design was super novel at the time. Yeah, but I also feel like just my impression of Brawly was, or at least kind of looking back on, you know, 90s, is that it was very, like, dude bro, you know, kind of like... Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, absolute territory of the kind of character that you would go to Walmart and buy shirts of. Well, you might do that. No, no, I would have too. Um, and, and by which I mean, you know, that kind of typical Dragon Ball Z, you know, 15 fan. I love the Super Saiyans that punch the hardest and have the biggest pecs. Right? Well, I like the Super Saiyans with the biggest pecs for different reasons. But, uh, yeah. So something that I really liked about uh, Dragon Ball Super is that in going back to the movie, visiting it, um, much in the way that uh, Dragon Ball Super revisited um, these two movies, uh, Battle of Gods and Resurrection F, in doing a movie adaptation of the old movie and bringing Brawly into this sort of new version of continuity, the, the current canon, which is a little softer, a little lighter, has a little bit more of a, a character-centric bent. Um, I actually think that as a result, this turned out to be a really good movie overall, not just as a Dragon Ball movie, but even just as like an enjoyable anime movie. Um, and so before we talk about the movie itself, I want to ask you, Sidekick, what did you think of it? Did you overall, did you enjoy it? Like, what did you think? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean... I, I found myself really liking Brawly as a character and wanting him to, uh, wanting to see more of him in whatever format we get more Dragon Ball in the future, which I'm sure is just a matter of time at this point. Oh yeah, definitely. And something else that I, um, I mean, I don't know if I'm just jumping in right now, but, um, like something about Dragon Ball Super is that Dragon Ball Super has some of the best animated fights in any anime. Like if you think about, you know, um, Dragon Ball Z fights, and you know the big joke about that is that oh, it takes ten episodes to have a, something that in in universe lasts um, three minutes or whatever. And there's still you know some of that like the uh, the universal um, the universal tournament arc uh, that's the final arc. Um, like you know it's supposed to be like a forty minute tournament or like there's forty minutes left, but uh, at the end of one episode, it's, it's like 
there's now 39 minutes left. So, I mean, there, it still does kind of play with that, but the fights are just so dynamic and like super hype. So, and I think that carries over to, um, Dragon Ball Super Brawly because, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of it is a big fight with Brawly. Spoiler alert. Um, but the fights just look so cool that, you know, it well, makes it a treat to watch, I think. Yeah, and that, to me, one of the things Dragon Ball Super does that's really cool, in my opinion, much in the way that Dragon Ball Z, for its time, was really notable for creating sort of new ideas to sort of visually communicate um, impact and you know combat and movement in a fight. I feel like Dragon Ball Super has continued to do that, like you were saying, and, and they continue to do so in, in Dragon Ball Super Brawly. To the point now where, yeah, I was watching Brawly, and like you were saying, you know, it's just like, I've never seen fights like this in all of Dragon Ball, and it's just so freaking cool. And so, you know, for me, in addition to um, watching Dragon Ball Super Brawly and coming away from it wanting Brawly, the character, to continue in whatever the next phase of Dragon Ball looks like, I also hope that, like, these visual storytelling cues stay and remain because it it was such an incredible looking movie I, I typically in a lot of these shonen movies you know after about 15 20 minutes of action and also i guess i should even say in hollywood movies this can happen for me too like my eyes will start to glaze over and i like i'm just not all that interested because it's all this you know noise and fury signifying nothing and in this movie, for once, it's like, wow, half of this movie is fighting, and I am not bored at effing all, because it's still being told so interestingly. And, you know, the characters are still developing meaningfully throughout the combat, which was another thing I thought was... Um, and so to me, this new Dragon Ball, this new take on uh, Brawly, you know, not only is it, like, substantially better than the old Brawly movie. I even think it's straight up like one of the better like Shonen Jump movies I've seen in the last few years for sure. Um, although I'll note that the recent uh, My Hero um, Two Heroes movie was super good and we'll probably talk about that one pretty quick on here as well. Um, but what do you think? I know you've seen some Shonen Jump movies uh, and what do you think and, and what else do you have to say? Well, you know, the thing that's interesting for me is that um, when we talk about, um, I specifically want to look at uh, Battle of Gods and Resurrection F, which, you know, they were they were t um, counted as Dragon Ball Z movies and then, you know, adapted into Dragon Ball Super. This is part of, you know, it's Dragon Ball Super, Broly. Uh, I think that the movies overall, um, the arcs that adapted them, in Super did a better job of telling the story and not just because it had, you know, 13 episodes to do it. I just, I think the, you know, changes that they made and it gave them, you know, more character development and stuff. But um, I feel like this really fits in with the storytelling and with the visual presentation of Dragon Ball Super. And like to the point where I was, where I don't expect that, you know, whether we have another season of Super or, you know, um, Dragon Ball Super Super, whatever the next, you know, because I, I'm I'm optimistic at this point that we are going to get more Dragon Ball. Um, I, I think that it told the story well enough that, you know, 
And it's not to say that Resurrection F and Battle of Gods were bad movies by any means, but I, I like, I, I don't think that, like, I don't know. I like, I think they took the lessons that they learned from working on Dragon Ball Super and like, it just, it's really, you know, able to, uh, tell the story visually and, you know, char- with character wise in a, in a way that is satisfactory. I mean, I guess that's really all I can say. Excellent. Excellent. And, you know, I will say, I, cause I was kind of thinking about it, you know, um, I will say for me, when I think of good Shonen Jump movies, I think of stuff like um, Boruto, Naruto the movie, or like One Piece Gold, which I thought was a really great One Piece film. Was that the one where Avril Lavigne covered Nickelback? Except it might actually. It was in that era. So cool. Yeah, Dragon Ball Super Brawly, though. Turned out to be just a, a really phenomenal release. Um, you know, it released in Japanese theaters just this past winter, um, December, November 2018, something. Um, but we're actually already getting a worldwide like Blu-ray release, which is great. Um, it's actually going to be releasing here in North America this April on the 16th, which I think is fantastic. Oh, that's just a few weeks from now. Yeah, right. But... Um, I want to start in the direction of winding this down because, you know, we, we've talked a lot about what we liked about the movie. We've talked a lot about the the sort of tone and pace of the movie, how it compares to other things. But Psychic, why don't you sort of tell our, our listeners what the movie is about? So <laughs> I guess we're kind of going backwards here, right? right. Um, Dragon Ball Super Brawly is about... A uh, so it starts out with like kind of a flashback to the planet Vegeta, which is where the Saiyan race was from, and where you know um, our Vegeta that you know we know of um, is you know just a baby at this point, or a, you know actually is, is he a baby or is he he's kind of like younger? Uh, he's a child, so I'm, I can't remember if he was a baby or a child. But uh, they actually show him as both. They show him as a as a Younger, younger one, right, right. as a as a littler kid, but but still kid. So, um, King Vegeta, who is, um, you know, Prince Vegeta's father, you know, the Vegeta that we know and love, or love to hate, <laughs> but, um, anyway, uh, he's convinced that you know, Prince Vegeta is like has the highest power level of all. But then, uh, there's this baby Broly, who is the, um. Child of Paragus, which, you know, as you know, all of the Saiyans are named after vegetables. Uh, so, uh, he has like a abnormalities of power levels that are like, um, you know, off the charts and like breaking all of the equipment that monitor power levels. And so, uh, he sends Brawly and Paragus off to a like desert planet to basically die because he doesn't want any sort of threat to um, you know, his legacy and his, you know, he, he wants his son to, you know, follow in his footsteps as king of the Saiyans. So basically while on this planet, um, Paragus trains Brawly to become like an ultimate fighter and then Frieza ends up, um, getting involved. Well, and that was actually something of a controversial twist, among the community of, of the fandom, because this has effectively tied like child Frieza, child Vegeta, and child Goku into like 
destined, you know, rivals or whatever. And, you know, I do want to ask you, did you feel like that element was introduced here? And how do you feel about that? I mean, I I like that it kind of, like, puts a bigger context into those characters' arcs. I mean, we see um, Bardock and his wife sending Kakarot, a.k.a. Goku, off to Earth, where they think that, you know, like, oh, it's a planet where the beings have low power levels. He'll be safe there. But, you know, the joke being that, you know, Goku going there, like, ends up causing a threat to Earth, you know, just by all the things that happened in Dragon Ball Z. So, um... Well, and, you know, something else I want to note about this um, real quick is that, you know, I've noted a lot of people have talked about how this adaptation is actually very different from... Uh, sort of the origin of Goku as it was told in Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z. It actually kind of changes some of the motivations, if you really look back at it, um, that the characters might have. But this actually is rooted in a story that was released as a manga called Dragon Ball Minus, The Departure of the Fated Child, which actually tells the Goku parts of this story pretty much verbatim. And is uh, actually was uh, released in English in the uh, Jocko, the Galactic um, Patrolman one-shot. And the reason why I bring that up is because, again, you know, anytime you change the canon, people get up in arms. But uh, this actually really does track to the manga canon as it's been for the last five years. Hmm. Yeah, I actually think that's interesting that, if anything, they've used this opportunity of this movie while they're also making these adjustments to the Frieza aspect to also bring these other changes in line with how the manga canon has filled out. Okay. But I'm sorry, yeah. please continue. Oh, uh, no, so anyways, uh, basically, uh, Frieza's after the Dragon Balls because he wants to um, make himself taller. That's, like, seriously his motivation. But uh, he also, um, you know, kind of ends up... Um, coming across Brawly and Paragus. And so he's like, oh, I can convince them to be part of my, uh, you know, Frieza squad. Um, And basically finally kill Goku (laughs) because uh, that's, you know, that's Frieza's motivation. He, he wants to kill Goku. Like, so. uh, Kill Goku, but. It has to be like a James Bond villain-esque scheme. He can't just, like, hire an assassin. So basically they end up having this uh, big showdown in Antarctica. <laughs> and um, it's lots of, lots of power-ups. And, you know, we get to see a lot of the uh, Super Saiyan god forms that, you know, were introduced in Super. Um, and, and honestly, I kind of think we should we should stop... At describing the movie at that point because that I think is where it starts to get really interesting. Yeah, so basically it's just like it, it kind of plays on the idea of like my power level. Oh, he, this, this isn't even my final form, you know, like which we kind of uh, think of as a joke, but I mean it's done in a way that you know, I mean there is definitely a little humor in it, but I mean uh, you know it's, it's just it's it's super hype. I enjoy it. Yeah, me too. Um. So I want to ask, I was going to make a joke and ask you about, like, the themes of the movie. 
But I did want to ask um, something else that a lot of people have noted. Um, the music, pretty much standard modern Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Super Fair. Um, the music in Dragon Ball Super is really fantastic, generally. Um, Dragon Ball Super Brawly, however, in the localization process, uh, some interesting choices were made. Uh, by the Japanese side, asking the American translators and, and other Western translators to um, change one of the insert songs to a, a pretty weird, like, hype EDM song that involves, like, fans chanting character names and stuff. Um, it's just kind of an odd aside, but yeah. uh, did you see one of the versions that had that sidekick when you watched yes, it? Yes, I was like, what is this? Yeah, and you know, the the wild thing is that insert song that's supposed to play there is, um, I think, uh, Blizzard, which which is like a, a really good song. So it's just super... Overall, it, it's just kind of a, a really lease. Um, I kind of think this wraps it up for everything I really have to say about Dragon Ball Super and Dragon Ball Super Brawly, which is to say, um, I think Dragon Ball Super is a fitting continuation of Dragon Ball Z. I think it is the best of the Dragon Ball family of series. Like, by the time Dragon Ball Super ends, I think it does more than any of the others and actually has interesting things to say, which is cool. Uh, I think that Dragon Ball Super Brawly is probably the best Shonen Jump movie I've seen, um, in at least in the last year and probably in the last 10 years. Um, overall, what would you say about these two features? Um, well, I think Dragon Ball Super is great. I think anyone who was a fan of Dragon Ball Z, uh, you know, should give it a chance. And I think Dragon Ball Super Brawl, you know, it's just it's it's just essential viewing because it continues the story. And I think it also does set up. It leaves it open without spoiling anything. It does leave it open to the possibility of more Dragon Balls. Like, it doesn't, like, you know, it's not, like, the final final word in Dragon Ball, which, I mean, I don't know if we'll ever really see that. I, I kind of think that this is proof that, you know, Dragon Ball is going to keep uh, persisting, you know, even if it, maybe even if it's a few years before we see more from Dragon Ball, you know, uh, I think that 20-year gap where we didn't really see, or at least that, you know, 10-year gap where we didn't really see much... Uh, happening in the world of Dragon Ball, I think that that uh, drought, so to speak, is over. So, Absolutely. All right, well, let's wrap this up then. Um, real quick, I just want to say I'm uh, really happy to be back here recording, really happy to be back on track with this show. Um, while we've been off the air, I have been watching a lot of it, which <laughs> oh, that's great. talk just very briefly in a couple of shows, but... Uh, so we will be focusing on making sure to bring some new content on this feed. So please keep your eyes peeled. Um, as far as what shows I've been watching, I think probably the biggest, most notable one is JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, that's right. You have been very hype about that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm a, a fan of JoJo's going back to the 90s. Um, I was super into the old Capcom fighting game, and that got me into, you know, the old OV, uh, OVA adaptations, reading some of the earlier Viz um, manga translations that, frankly, were not particularly well done. And uh, basically, I finally have started watching these newer series of anime, like, all the way through, and now I'm just about caught up with the most current series, and it is just 
absolutely my jam. Um, I had watched uh, the first couple of series previously, and I had watched most of the third series previously, but watch sitting down watching all of it all the way has been super rewarding and for me is like my number one would recommend show for anybody um it's like what what about you have you been watching any anime series recently i am a little out of the anime loop so i uh i need to uh kind of see what's out there and you know find uh i'm i definitely feel like i'm uh kind of exhausted the youtube I've been spending a lot of uh, the past year watching stuff on YouTube, not anime. I kind of like exhausted all of the different YouTube channels of the content that I tend to watch. So I'm due for um, something to to be uh, watching. So yes. Well, I would also recommend High Score Girl. Um, you can watch it easily on Netflix if you're in North America. Um, really great show intersects a lot of my own personal interests because it's also very specifically about like arcade gaming and like competitive fighting game gaming. So um, definitely one I would recommend. Um, let's then move on and start wrapping things up. Did we have any social links this week? Um, I honestly did not check. So if you have any social links for us, you can tweet us at animebuoy.org. And, you know, I would also, like, it doesn't have to be in response to this episode. You can talk about what you're watching. If you have any recommendations for me that you would like to, uh, suggest, like, uh, I mean, I'm like a, but I mean, like, I will take any suggestions. Like, I'm even, you know, need to catch up on the, uh, uh, FLCL, uh, fully coolly ones that aired last year. So, I mean, like, uh, yeah, shout us out at animebuoy.org with a dot org spelled out D-O-T-O-R-G. Sorry, I'm kind of... dot org spelled out D-O-T-O-R-G. I'm kind of forgetting how to speak. I'm sounding like a poorly dubbed anime character. So, I think it's time to wrap this up. So, um... As always, we love your feedback. We love your subscriptions, ratings, and reviews on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, those sorts of things. And um, we like your Facebook likes. We effing love Twitter. We just talked about our Twitter tweet handle. And uh, you can go to animebuoy.org to catch up on past episodes that we have done. Excellent. Yeah, check us out over at AnimeBooey.org. And of course, AnimeBooey is the sister show to our main flagship ship, which is... GameBooey.org. GameBooey.org. GameBooey.org is the GameBooey.org video game podcast. Your twice-monthly, or presently at least more or less weekly, (laughs) port of call for gaming news and views that maybe aren't on your radar, but most definitely should be. What that means, this is Slackkick and I like to talk about games that we think are getting talked about enough. Slackkick, what about you? Where would you shout people out to? Well, our um, also uh, pretty long-running show uh, is Reading is Fundamental, which is a podcast for myself and Spike and Rob Roberts from Orange Lounge Radio and... Delvin, who was on the VG Realness podcast and is twitching on, uh, or streaming on Twitch on VG Realness. Twitching, um, whoa. Twitching, <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, anyways, uh, it's the podcast where we serve tea and dish on everything Drag Race, hunty. So it's our podcast about RuPaul's Drag Race, which, uh, you know, we've been doing for uh, every season and all-star season since season five. So, yeah, that's... Uh, been around for almost as long as Game Boy, actually, I think. And with that, uh, that just about does it. Yeah. All right. Um, 
This has been super fun, and I want to thank everybody so much for listening to us this week. We will be back at you soon, uh, no later than, you know, four weeks or so, but who knows, it might be a lot faster, wing. Uh, however, until then, you know, keep watching. Keep watching. Keep thinking. Keep thinking. And uh, see you, Space Cowboy. See you, Space Monkey. Excellent. Sounded like um, what's her name uh, on Flavor of Love, Flavor of Flav's ex. She's like <laughs> New York, Bjork, New York. No, no, um, the one from the reality show. I thought New York was on a reality show. No, the one that was uh, Surreal Life. IDKTBH. Anyway, in the interest of oh Brigitte Nielsen, yeah. Oh, okay, I see. And that one, that one clip of her being. Like <laughs> um, anyway, okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna jump.